Hello and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. This is Dr. Dave Lumpkins. And today we have with us Christopher Rodasakis, who is an exercise physiologist and he works at the cusp between healthcare and performance in Washington, D.C. Welcome, Christopher. Thank you for having me. The best thing for us about being here, and we are here at the um, Fascial Conference, is meeting incredible people that we know we're going to know forever. And we were literally met you and went, we need to know more about you just. And so uh, tell us a bit right now to start as to why you're so fascinating. Um, well, that was quite the introduction. Wow. Um, but I, I feel the same way. Whenever we go to these types of conferences, I meet lifelong friends and colleagues who I share a bond that's, I call it my fascial family, because it's such a deep bond. And thankfully, my husband understands this, and he gives me that sort of leeway to have these relationships that he, quite frankly, it, at the beginning of our relationship, found perplexing because I could meet someone like you guys and share this instant bond as if we've known each other for decades. But it's because we share our collective work. Um, it, it's an intersection that's pretty profound and, and just quite meaningful. So, Well, the passion that we saw... Uh, emanating from you and there is if I wish right now you could see Christopher because his energy and enthusiasm for life and I believe that when we work in the movement industry and I use the industry term somewhat lightly is that you have to walk your talk absolutely and and I think that is what we noticed about you. You were you were walking a healthy, happy lifestyle. So how do you provide that for others? Uh, well, first of all, to kind of comment on that, I came from a place of complete um, dyspraxia when I was younger. So for me to hear that is you know it's dear to my heart because I now do things with my body that I could not even dream of doing before. Um, I have scoliosis that was, you know, diagnosed as, you know, needing serious operation and fusion. And today, without having undergone that, I can do so many brilliant things. So to answer your question, I mean, actually re-answer, re-ask your question. Re-answer, well, the, the question really is, you know, and, and I started out with the fact that you walk the talk. So looking at you, yeah. your posture, your <laughs> presence, all of these things. And when you say you work at that at that um, junction between healthcare and performance, how is it that you? I mean, literally, how is it? How do you provide this? What's your facility do? Oh, all yes, of those yes, things. Yes, 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 yes. So, uh, just a little bit of our facility. It's called Align in Washington D.C. It's in the center of the city. And he spells Align correctly, by the way. A L I G N. That's the correct way. And you guys didn't even know that when we met, by the no, way. No, we didn't. We did not. It's kind of fortuitous. Um, but I employ physical therapists, exercise physiologists, strength coaches, manual therapists. And the combination of our talents form what is aligned. And um, each client or patient comes to us, and they usually have a team of two practitioners, and we come at it as a collective approach because we bring talents to the table that you know dovetail, and it's really truly critical. But to um, get somebody to want to change their body, they have to be in the right place in the right mindset. So 
that's sometimes a journey. Some can get in a few sessions, some take years, uh, but that is our goal with everybody who walks through our doors. How would somebody get to you? Would they get to you by a mm. referral through a physician or yeah, so we have like no us signage. wander off the street. Yeah, <laughs> on you know, I own this wonderful building. It's a hundred fifty year old building in Washington, and there's no signage. It's a state of the art training facility. But if you were walking down the street, you would think it was just a traditional row home. Uh, and I keep it like that on purpose because I don't want somebody walking off the street. You need to be referred by either physician or some other uh, source, whether you've a, a tradesperson like us or another client. another client. Um, because if we have to teach you the concept of fascia from the beginning, we could do it. It just it, it's uh, mm. I just don't find it yeah. necessary. How you do all that education just takes so yeah. much longer. And, and getting to understand the education, it's not just putting the words out, but getting to understand the whole concept can really take an amazing amount of time. Well, and you don't need to debate with them. You yes. want them to want what you have. Yes. Yes. Not, not convince exactly. them once they come in. I, I understand when we were 40 years ago, when I was first fell in love with the practice, and one of my mentors said, there are people who come at you who are closed-minded. Let them go. Absolutely. There are people who come to you open-minded they want what you've got and you almost have to go here's your you know here's your responsibility i'm not your help and then there's the middle ground where they know they need help and and they're reaching you and i think exactly that's your ideal absolutely and those people can go either way but usually they find the light uh the ones that i find are the most challenging but the most rewarding when you can turn them are the physicians the surgeons the practitioners who come to us broken uh, who've been sort of uh, abandoned, for lack of better phrasing, by the Western medical model. And it's hard when you are a part of that model, yet it doesn't and solve it doesn't work problems. for you, yes. <laughs> oh, and absolutely. And, you know, the more people we know who gotten to that place as a physician, not being cared for by their own, um, you know, system, and yet don't turn around and provide that, and that fascinates me. Again, the walk your talk thing. Yeah. You know, can you both live it and provide it so that we are looking for like-minded humans? And this is true in, in our world, which is more in the quadrupeds, and your world, which is more bipedal. But um, so will people come to you typically with decompensation kind of healthcare problems or all kinds? All kinds. We train everybody from circus performers and athletes to the general population uh, who honestly doesn't even have that much issue, but they know that we can unlock their genetic potential. And that's a fun one because then we can take it in any direction we want. We don't have to work on that sort of, um, you know, rehab model first. Um, Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah, you're not stuck with that script that yes. some medical doctor gave you and said, hey, do these exercises for this exactly, person. Exactly, exactly. Yes, it's your right script. shoulder, so only work oh, your right yeah. shoulder because it's con- not attached to anything. Exactly. <laughs> and trying to convince somebody, you know, when they come to us with shoulder issues or knee issues that are idiopathic uh, that are not brought upon by direct trauma, we will almost never work that site and they'll be perplexed, but we have to explain it. And it's our objective to really goes back to the topic of this, but uh, distilling and democratizing the research 
uh, not just for other practitioners and other healthcare uh, people who come to us, but for the average person. We want to spread the message of fascia. We want to make it not be some sort of woo-woo concept. It, it needs to become yeah. standard. So, you have to break it down so it's edible. Yeah, so, so people can not can they can not just listen to you, but they can also have an understanding of exactly what that means. Because I know just being at this conference, the research they throw at us is it can be super, super complicated. And now you've got to break it down into these little pieces and then find out how to make it a functional piece as well. Do you find your clients need to, and we're, they're going to be listening to this, Yeah. do they need to understand what fascia is yes. in order to get results? Absolutely. Yes. I mean, it, it's truly key. <laughs> Thank you. Otherwise, you know, <laughs> Good answer. If you Good come answer. to us and you don't know, it's yeah. actually funny because um, not to deviate off the topic, but when we interview, um, you know, potential employees, we that's one of the first questions we ask. And I'm shocked sometimes at people's resumes. They're profound. They're, they're impressive. And they claim they know what fascia is. But then when you ask them for just some sort of real-life example, they're, they're just... We get... It. It, it surrounds the muscle. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> this is um, like 1986. Yes, okay, we, gotta, right? we understand you know basic science. Now let's go from there. Exactly. <laughs> Can how you turn you that into physiology? Yeah, how do you interface <laughs> with it? Yeah. I and you can't, you know, because as far as we're concerned, unless you understand the interconnectedness of everything, and and we're fortunate in our clients, um, a that we don't have to talk to them, yeah. and b <laughs> that the, an yeah. oh, animal understands yes. when you lift a yes. hind leg and they move their front in order to show you the compensation they need to yeah. have, it's pure. Yes. So, how, what do you want your person to understand? Can you? Can you? And sometimes it's funny that you brought that up because sometimes we will bring up comparative anatomy and we'll bring up, you know, how their dog or cat or whatever animal they have at home will go through these motions when they first wake up. Uh, and it's a mobilization of their whole structure. They'll even yawn. They'll open up their whole mouth. They'll, they'll do things that have been stripped of us because of our... You know, we wake up with an alarm clock. We get, you know, jarred out of bed. We don't have these natural processes. So trying to restore, you know, natural motions, whatever that might be, um, as, as close as we can to get to what a human should be is the goal. For somebody, it's just a matter of maybe just getting some sunlight during the day. People are so scared to even go outside. We're told to wear sunscreen. We're told to, you know... To, to get away from all these things that help regulate our systems. So, you know, we want to help them feel what a regular motion should be in their body and then help them sort of recreate that outside of yeah. our studio. Especially nowadays where people are sitting at a desk for eight yes. hours, ten hours a day, eating crappy on processed their cell foods. Phones. On their cell phones. On, yeah, cell phones and tablets. I mean, the, the hunched shoulders and bent over, you know, curved necks are all from these electronic devices were so connected to now. Well, and when you were discussing that, we had an entire car ride talking about pandiculation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just said yeah. stretching of the animals yeah. and yawning. And I'm like, oh, he's discussing pandiculation. Yeah. And um, in our dissections, we'll do some, you know, we want to show the connectivity. So we'll show dissections where you'll get the tongue down to the pelvic floor and show its true profound connection through the trachea. And we need to see it in the esophagus. We need to see that more 
And that's where the dissection comes into play, where we, we will sh- show a story uh, with a scalpel that will help teach. It's a tool for practitioners and other physicians to understand these relationships, which somehow get lost in our sort of compartmentalized healthcare model. Oh, 100%. As I, I said, when I took my, uh, my second-born human to an orthopedic one time for a necessary surgery, um, there I asked, do you believe that this is, an, and this was me being very, sh- you know, close-minded, did I think it was more knee or ankle that was causing? And his response was, I only do ankles. Oh, wow. So I went. That's scary. Uh-huh. You kind only of a, look at the run. distal fibula, the proximal yeah. is outside your scope. Yeah, really and, and and we didn't use that human because yeah. we realized that if you, how could you look at this person as a whole if you can't even look at the, the two sides of the same structure? And um, it was amazing. And so... I'm guessing your dissections are for the professionals and not for most of your clients. Absolutely. And actually, you know, we do sometimes go into that, obviously, if they're willing to, to go down that route. Um, we have a skeleton. We have a lot of uh, depictions of fascia that are, are, you know, like in anatomy trains, which is a, right. a very distillation. You know, it just it looks it's a cartoon version of fascia. Um, and that's controversial. We can kind of talk about that, too how anatomy trains depicts a, a utopian view of the body, but if somebody never moved that way, they won't have those anatomy trains. And we saw that in Dr. Stecco's lecture yesterday, yes. where from the embryo throughout, you know, our movements create those collagen fiber uh, matrices, which then you know, produce muscle fiber and all, all, everything. I find that, and I think this was one of the things that got us excited talking, is that we know that we create our movement patterns, you know, that, that, and, and the force that we put on ourselves and all of this actually create the fascial network, not we are a result of our fascial yes. network. Yeah, and, and know, that's what's so exciting. And that's where you can unlock somebody's genetic potential because obviously the joints sometimes are what ultimately may stop you from moving past a certain range, although one could argue that because there's a lot of our research friends who say that can even be influenced. Um, but yeah, we could, we could re, uh, there's so much that can be done in terms of fascial remodeling. So if somebody does come to you and they have a dowager's hump or if they have just extreme limitations due to collagen fiber that's been built up over time, we have really proven in our studio and some colleagues are, are proving in the lab you can break down that tissue and restore healthy motion, uh, or one could argue maybe reorganize that tissue. We, we are, yeah. our, our preferred term is restore glide yes. between the tissues. Yes. Yeah. Therefore, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it moves and exactly. glides, and whether or not you know we we can get adamant about there's no such thing as release or there is such a thing as release or there's breaking down the fascia Uh, uh, and again it can be semantics if our actual understanding is the same of improving mobility by improving the fluid dynamics that then call it fred is all (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) but we just had a great conversation uh, in one of the classes where 
there was a veterinarian came up to us and she was all excited and she was showing us some pictures of, oh, look at this horse before I saw it. And the, the pelvis was quite Im- imbalanced and it had a hump in its back. And she said through doing her manipulation work and through retraining, the horse completely changed its physiology. And it's pretty much the same thing with humans. You, it is possible to retrain all yeah. those things. Yeah. Time could be an issue. It may take longer, depending on how long that issue's been there, but it's always possible. Absolutely. And I honestly feel like, not to say it would be easier with an animal, but we have such fucked up, sorry for the... That's okay. (laughs) We have so many external factors and external inputs that force us to sit, for example, all day, uh, that we end up laying down collagen fiber that doesn't serve us, and the body's calorically frugal. It wants to, you know, go through the path of least resistance. It doesn't want to use calories to move muscle tissue, build muscle tissue, and it's calorically expensive to house it. So we will replace that oftentimes with collagen fiber. And so we'll get these sort of uh, less innervated, less vascularized structures that hold us in these positions, whereas a healthy person would have to expend calories and the living matrix, you know. And so much of the intervention with humans, um, and less so with horses and terribly so with dogs, is have this intervention, then don't move. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, you know, so to me, to get to you where you can actually have an exercise physiologist, and, and as you say, team, in every yep. one of our successful athletes, it's a village. Yes. It's never, yes. ever us. Yeah. And it's never, and I, you know, starting out in a office where we, um, we would have other practitioners of different uh, orientations say, don't go there because the fear of if you don't get better, I'll be blamed. So instead of cooperation, (laughs) it was so fear-based. So do you work at all with their attitudes? Yeah, you have to. Because if somebody comes into it with a predisposed uh, notion that they are going to be like their parents were and their parents (laughs) were limited, they were wheelchair-bound, or they were whatever, uh, we have an uphill battle because you have to then... Just trying. You are to, not your parents. Yeah, <laughs> I ha- I so had sad. a herniated disc. Do you get that? Yeah. When was it herniated? Nineteen eighty two. It's no longer herniated. Perhaps you've recovered. <laughs> Just like as the label, as Dave was saying downstairs, yes. we ha- we met a lovely young woman in um in South Carolina last week who introduced herself as. Um, the bad shoulder. The girl. bad shoulder oh, no. girl. She introduced herself, and I'm saying, DSG. I'm sorry, I do not accept that name. Yeah, that's choose really another common. one because your brain believes you, and it won't move it. Yeah, is that her email address? It was. It was literally the was text, text that she sent that's me. So Hi, smart. no name. She didn't give me a name. Oh, that's she, that was yes, the only was her way I could refer. And oh and I got God. a text from her as we were leaving, and and. And she wanted to see us, and I was unavailable. But it was, hi, this is getting healthier shoulder girl. And I'm like, <laughs> welcome to my world. Exactly, exactly. You know, and so I, I was hoping, you know. 100%. And I you. wish people didn't have those labels. You know, like they, they tend to kind of get diagnoses and uh, diagnoses. But if they 
take imagery like an MRI or x-ray, that's just a snapshot in time. Yes. And if you do it and then have treatment and then do it again, it'll be so different. So and they, they get don't, themselves in a box. though. They yeah. get themselves in this box and they think they have to live there. Exactly. So that was when you went there. But the, after our treatment and if we actually you know, re-imaged it, you would be so different. So we need to really help people reimagine themselves more often because I think people get stuck. I love stuck. that terminology. Yes. I absolutely love that because if they can reimagine themselves and then reach out to a resource like you and have you give them the skills to do it and then compliance absolutely. to do that. So you, by the time people go into your office, they're generally motivated. Yeah, they're, they're pretty sold that it's going to help them. Uh, sometimes I try and take somebody who's not sold just to try and see if I can convince, if I still have what it takes. <laughs> right, right, right. And it's funny, it's just 50 How big 50. of a hammer do I yeah, need to Yeah, use? yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's 50-50. And so sometimes, you know, we're talking about it before, taking a patient who you know is motivated is going to be a, a higher success rate. But occasionally it's worth taking somebody who know you can help and who you probably are one of the few that can help them. Yeah. Even if they are it's not It's good for your soul, and it's good for your growth. Absolutely. And I have one last question for, for this segment, and that is, can people work with you virtually? Absolutely, and we encourage it. We have a few people who we do virtual assessments from Europe, from, uh, we can do it in Asia. It's a little bit hard. I have to get up really early. Um, <laughs> but all over the country. And, uh, oh, fantastic. It, it's, it's what, how would they reach you? Uh, info at align-dc.com. Excellent. And we will put that in the written part of this so that you will be able to reach Christopher and continue your journey with healing with all of us because we're willing to be a team. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. And this is Dr. Dave. And this has been an Equiline podcast.